Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 358 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. This is a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, wherever you may be playing it this holiday season. If it's even the holidays when you're listening to this. Yeah. I don't want to tell you how to live your life. It could be this. Somebody could be listening to this in June of next year. That's right. Or June of last year. What? Oh, a time traveler. Yeah. You never know. <gasps> if you're a time traveler that's listened to our podcast, please tweet at us. Okay, wait. But here's my question. Yeah. If you are a time traveler from next year's say and <laughs> and you went back just like one and you year. went back two years ago because <laughs> you're while you're a time traveler you're also a timid person so yeah. you're like i oh, can't get too crazy i'll with just it. go back one year would you be able to listen to you would have to have downloaded them to your phone and then gone back in time and listened to them <laughs> because like but, you couldn't you know, go back in time and listen if to you're them. going in through time you want some podcasts to keep you company yeah or you're someone from last year who time traveled into the future oh, yes. listened to this podcast and then traveled back. You know what? It blows my mind every time I think about it. That time travel is possible. It can only go, but like we only know how to go forward in time. Yeah, that's true. Not, and I'm not just talking like life generally. I just, <laughs> I mean, literally people can time travel forward faster than the average person lives, you know? Oh, you mean like by going faster, by going faster. Yeah. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> what i think about it wait but it's the closer that you get to the speed of light aren't you aging slower yeah and then yeah yeah. so they're they're not they're like which (laughs) direction are they time traveling i don't i guess they're time traveling forward but for them slowly (laughs) (laughs) sure we can think about it that way (laughs) anyway this is a podcast about magic the gathering i'm definitely not about physics because i think we've really (laughs) thoroughly proved that neither of us is going to be able to talk about that i could talk about time travel for another 30 minutes i believe you anyway uh yeah on today's show we're going to talk about not only time travel but also about power creep oh i was also going to say please tweet at us with the day that you're listening to this. Oh, yes. Like the date. The date. Um, with the hashtag, today I'm listening. But I wanted you to also tell us the big news item of that day. Oh, yeah. What's the big news item? Yeah, because that's interesting. Great. Anyways, as Maria said, we are talking about power creep today. Which is kind of time travely. What does it mean? Because players talk about it. These days, they talk about it maybe more than they used to. Yeah, quite even. a lot, actually. Um, it's not something that's unique to magic as a game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll take a look at what does it mean and what are maybe some examples of it that we can see and we're not talking about a person who is really good at being a creep (laughs) (laughs) oh man have you met ted oh he is a power power creep (laughs) (laughs) ted oh ted we all hate him oh Uh, yeah (laughs) no we're talking about magic cards getting more powerful over time yes which time somehow sneaking into our podcast yet again oh time (laughs) anyways we'll also be talking about our picks for who's going to take down mythic championship seven yes which is this coming weekend what just several days in the future oh that's so time again time again (laughs) yeah and when i get on that plane to travel to california for Mm -hmm. this tournament i'll be time traveling in a very small way you will be traveling more slowly forward through time (laughs) but also into the past because we're going into a time but zone you'll difference. still arrive there later than the time that you left so you're still traveling into the future 
Like you're still, but it's you're the still past. No, no, but it's not the past because you haven't experienced that time yet. Like if you leave here at 4 p.m. and you yeah. arrive there at 7 yeah. p.m., uh-huh. you have not yet experienced 7 p.m. So you can't say that you're going into <laughs> the past. I, just because it's not my personal past. When yes. I travel back to 1612, I have also not experienced that before. So am I not time traveling then? You are time traveling then. <laughs> okay, it's probably good I never majored in physics because I don't understand any of this. You see what I'm saying, though? It's like when we were, what we were saying about the very fast spaceship, about like you are traveling. You're still traveling into the future the way we all are. Yeah. But you're doing it more slowly. Oh, OK. Sure. Yeah, that makes the, sense. Because the time will be <laughs> less than what it was if you had stayed here and experienced that same amount of time. Oh, good luck. Have physics. None of this is correct. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Know. Before we uh, get into our thank yous for the show, I want to let you know that our sister podcast, The Upkeep. Yes. Which, if you're not listening to it already, you should be. It's uh, magic news every Monday. Ten minutes or less. Ten minutes or less. So snappy. Stay updated. Yeah. Um, and you can find it anywhere you find fine podcasts. But there's also a new place to find it. Yes, which is PodMN, which is a newish podcast app specifically for Minnesota-based podcasts. Woo-hoo. So you can find us on there and discover lots of other cool cool Minnesota podcasts on it. Yeah. Plus they have a sweet rewards program where podcasts like us can submit a reward uh, for people who are listening to the podcast. So we sent them one for people who listen to the upkeep. Yep. Um, Every time you listen to the upkeep, you get entered, you get one entry into the drawing for a sweet giveaway. Yeah. So if you want some sweet good luck, high five swag from our sponsors, ultra pro card kingdom and us just listen to the upkeep every week in December. You'll get one entry every time you listen for six minutes or more. Yeah. Just go in and listen for 30 seconds. Six minutes or more. Um, And yeah, check it out and find some other super cool Minnesota podcasts too. It's a great podcast community in our state and we're uh, super happy to support them in this cool new app. Yeah. And we want to say thank you, a huge, enormous thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. You keep us firmly traveling into the future. Oh, it's so true. Um, by being a patron of the show, you help us get a new soundboard. <laughs> Maria's so excited. Gonna, Maria's going to cry. She's so happy. I have talked about it today no less than 20 times already. Yeah. It's a brand new state of the art soundboard specifically for podcasting. And we could not have bought it without the support of people on Patreon. And if you're like, where is my money going? It's going directly back into the show to keep it happening, to keep it coming out of your cat's mouths every single week. And uh, we're going to have the ability to play sound effects on this board. Yes. And if you don't think that Maria is going to immediately program (laughs) the first button as a (laughs) fart noise, you don't even know. You don't even know us. You are correct. I was just debating on how many of the buttons I was going to use for fart noises, honestly. Uh, somebody suggested air horn. Somebody suggested a goose Ooh, sound. Yeah, okay, if we don't have a goose honking, <laughs> I, I think, quit. I think the goose is a great uh, option. Yes. But if you have suggestions for our sound effects, please also tweet at us at GLHF Magic with the hashtag. All of them should be fart noises. <laughs> because uh, that's just a good use of our time and your ear holes. Uh, So like, thank you so much. And the end of the year is coming up. So if you want to do some giving here in the season of giving, just go over to uh, patreon.com slash GLHF magic for as little as a buck 25 an episode. You can become a squirrel level supporter, get access to our awesome discord server. So many other rewards and our sweet hangouts. Yeah. Stickers, play mats, Mm -hmm. et cetera. All sorts of rewards for becoming a member. 
Uh, thank you as well to our other great sponsor, Card Kingdom. Yay! Uh, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. You can order from them and they will send you stickers or tokens if you ask for them, um, which is super awesome. And they just have lightning fast shipping. So if you've forgotten to you know, purchase a gift for yeah. a magic player in your life this holiday season. Don't worry. No better place to get it than Card Kingdom. They will send it to you as swiftly as if you had remembered to order it on time. Wow, <laughs> you're so responsible. You're so great wow, job. Look you. at you thinking ahead. <laughs> You really stayed on top of things this year. <laughs> Please use that affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF for anything you want to buy for your magical life. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about Ted, the power creep. <laughs> I, was, I forgot uh, that we had named power yeah. creep. And for a second, I was like, who's Ted? Who's Ted? Yeah, Ted, great name for power creep. But honestly, what are we what the heck are we talking about? OK, so power creep is a phenomenon that, as we mentioned, happens not only in magic, but in lots of collectible games, games that hope happen over a long span of time and the reason why time what Whoa. is important in the phenomenon of power creep is because it's something that it's a phenomenon that happens across a lot of time yes so that says in the early days of a game um things were less powerful yeah um and as time has gone on they've slowly made cards more and more powerful by just a little bit at a time, right? So you never Creep. you never notice it when it happens. It's, it's not like, like power slingshot. Yeah. So like one day you have a two two for four mana, and then like the next time you have a two three for four mana. Yeah. And then a three three. And then a four four questing yeah. beast. <laughs> with with haste with vigilance, vigilance and death, death touch. touch. You know. Um and so yeah, eventually you get to the point where the cards that were once uh, comparable are just are no longer even remotely related to the yeah. things that came back in the early days. And so magic players talk about this all the time, you know, currently, uh, you know, discussions about it, like, Hey, do we need to pull the reins back on power creep? So yeah. things don't get, continue to get out of control. Like our life total is 20. Yeah. And are we going to have to start raising that or whatever? Because the cards are more and more powerful. So do we need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves? Uh, <laughs> uh, the eternal question yep. of power creep. <laughs> are certain types of cards becoming too powerful and i'm talking about planeswalkers specifically in this a lot of people having mm -hmm. a problem with three mana planeswalkers currently yeah um which have become an issue you know in the game honestly and what does that look like compared to old planeswalkers how do we address this and how does a company address this when they yeah. see it happening and the thing is power creep isn't all bad right sure there are times that development has like been very intentional saying hey we think that the game is more fun when people have really cool creatures that they can get out onto the battlefield right so we're going to intentionally like push some boundaries on how powerful creatures can be yeah in the but we're gonna do that and we're gonna explore that space in in you know a meaningful way yes if you were playing magic around its inception creatures were notoriously uh, terrible yes. <laughs> they were very very bad and spells were much 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 better yes oh and then you at know. some point, Magic made this conscious decision that Megan mentioned, which was we want creatures to be better. Yes. And so they pushed them on purpose. And I, for one, am a huge fan of this decision because I love creatures. Uh, some old school players would heartily disagree with me yep. and say they preferred Magic the old way where spells are powerful, creatures sucked. Um, but yeah, there's also got to be a happy balance in here, too. Yeah. So one of the cards that everyone's going to, la everyone's going to laugh when they hear this, but that comes to mind for me 
obviously, is siege rhino. Oh, yeah. You look at um, a creature like siege rhino, and it's four mana for a four five. Yep. And it has an enter the battlefield effect, and it has trample. Yeah. Like, that... That would have been unthinkable back absurd. in the day. That's absurd, and that's an absurd amount of power. And that is a card that, back when it was really having its heyday in standard... Several people have been like, yeah, I think that this card was actually probably too powerful for standard. And like we pushed it a little bit too much on this. But then you look at something like Questing Beast and you're like, which one do you pick? Yeah. Siege Rhino or Questing Beast? Because Questing Beast sure does have haste and vigilance. I think Questing Beast is uh, better designed than Siege Rhino. So you look at a card like Siege Rhino, which when it was really wrecking havoc. Yeah. They were like, oh, this is too much. And now we have a card that's arguably, in a lot of ways, better than it. Yeah, it's interesting, too. And Siege Rhino was created, if you listen to the podcast, you know the story, <coughs> for a very specific reason. Because Wizards of the Coast feared that there would be a 1-1 token deck yeah. uh, built around the card First Response, which is also a pregnancy test. Uh, <laughs> put a card in magic. And they were worried that that deck would be too powerful and they needed a check. And that's yeah. why Siege Rhino has Trample. And uh, kind of the reason it was designed that the way that it was. Turns out that deck never came to fruition. Yeah. And Siege Rhino no just one dominated. Found it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> ever found it. No, it wasn't good enough, maybe. I don't know. But Siege Rhino was born. Yeah. And a notorious example of power creep. Because a 4 5 for 4 is just kind of absurd when you think about just the baseline stats, even. Yeah. So. Right. It's like something that it can be difficult to like address because, again, there are elements of power creep that are good. Yeah. Um, like I'm never paying four mana for a two two. You don't want the game of magic to look the way it did <laughs> 25 years ago or even I 20 don't. years yeah. ago. Right. Because sometimes you do look at those spells and you're like, all right. Oh, wow. time walk. Huh? Interesting. Cool. OK, oh, well, uh, time walk. That's <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like that's an extreme example, but like yeah. that existed. Uh, force of will existed. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about the uh, the opposite way, where there there were. It's it's interesting because there were super busted cards. Yeah, like there were cards that just like really spiked the level <laughs> of power in any given in, in the sense that they were in the power nine. Um, you could call yes. that. But outside of that, things could be a little lackluster. Yes, and for you sure. don't for want sure. you don't want to crack open like a brand new set and open your booster and be like. This is lackluster. No. That's not the experience that you want people to have. Back in the day, a card like Sarah Angel, which we have recently had a reprint in Dominaria. Yeah. Which was a pretty good card. Yeah. 4-4 four, four Vigilance for 6. Would have been a number one finisher in a control deck or something yeah. like that. It would have been the top end, the primo slice, grade A <laughs> sirloin in a deck. And nowadays that card is not even a consideration. I, I thought that we were talking about cake and it turned out we were talking about steak. Common I've never been more sad. <laughs> <laughs> like you would never be like, oh, Sarah Angel. Yeah, I'm putting this in my standard deck. Like, yeah. No, you would never think about that these days. But back in the day, that was that was the thing mm -hmm. that you did. Um, so I was thinking also we, we should touch on this in Commander. Sure. A little bit because Golos is someone that someone. someone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Golos is a someone. Is it, what? It's a golem, right? What is Golos? Creature um, type. Golos is is a scout. Oh, legendary so, artifact oh, artifact creature scout. Okay. Yeah. Golos is a someone. Don't be <laughs> hurtful. <laughs> All right, fine. Um that they've talked about in Commander because it's like 
okay, this is a commander who gives you all five colors in part of its in its color identity. Sure. Because it's down there in the text box. But you don't even have to worry about assembling all five colors in order to cast Golos because he's colorless. Yep. And you're going to be able to, uh, you can go and get any of the wild lands that are available to you in Commander. And like, these are all individual as well. So. Yes. Um, and and then you're able to activate Golos maybe the next turn, depending on what your mana has looked like. Yeah. And it's just um, a very, very powerful thing that is allowing people to do, you know, much, much wilder things than they've done in Commander and other scenarios. Get those zombies. Yeah. But like... Except that's not even like the coolest thing that you can do in Commander with this, right? Because it has all five colors in its identity. Once you activate that ability and you're casting those spells for free, you can just have literally any of like the the wildest cards that are still available and like still legal in Commander. Just go to town. And you mentioned this too about Commander and, you know, you have the breadth of magic to choose from in a lot of cases to put cards in your deck and people just choosing cards from the past X number of years. Yeah, which is, I think, a discussion that people have also been recently having about formats like Legacy. Yeah. Where it's like you have so many years to choose from and oh look at all these okos in your deck so many of the cards in in a deck end up being from 2019 yeah yeah and like that's that's an issue that is a thing because it's kind of sad right i mean in these eternal formats i want to play with cards that are eternal that are older because i think that's one of the cool things about them is that i don't just have to pick cards from the most recent set uh but uh, unfortunately due to high power levels sometimes that's just not a reality so I was thinking that we could look at a couple of a couple of cards. Great. Um, and compare them. And compare them. So I thought while we talk about power creep, um, we could we could take a look at some four mana creatures. Great. Rare um, from older sets. Oh boy, I love looking at old magic cards. Oh, they they, they are, are something very, else. <laughs> <laughs> They really are. And just take a look at and compare some of these, you know. To the four mana rares we'll see today. To the four mana rares we'll okay. see today. Hit me. What have you got? All right. Um, here's one. Sylvan Yeti. I love this. It looks like Marshall. The Sylvan Yeti, which was <laughs> portal. Okay. Uh, Sylvan Yeti's power is equal to the number of cards in your hand. Okay. And its toughness is four. So, so it's just like, like a, t- like a three, four. It's like a three. It's a card that later on in the game could very possibly be an O four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when you cast it is maybe a five, four, maybe. And it's literally just a five, four. <laughs> wow. So you really want to build your deck around something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. You're going to want to draw a lot of cards not so that impressive. it's not just an O four. I love that art though. It is so terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, terribly great oh yeah, that, that art is really <laughs> something else oh excellent um oh here's one flailing manticore oh, famous this manticore. is from mercadian masks okay uh three and a red for a three three flying first strike hey, that's pretty good okay we've got some decent stats on this yeah I pay that. Um, one mana, Flailing Manticore gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Any player may play this ability. One, Flailing Manticore gets minus one, minus oh. one until end of turn. Any player may play this ability. So so you play this, and if you play it at the wrong time, your opponent just can just kill immediately it. kill it. I just kill it immediately. Yes. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, there's 
nothing. What have we done with our turns? There's nothing, nothing. like a rare that your opponent can kill without <laughs> spending a card. <laughs> I'm just going to kill it on my turn. Great. So we both just time walked each other. All right. Next okay. turn. Great, great, great. <laughs> cool. Ooh, uh, here's one and that's like. it's cheaper, like, by the way, for your opponent to kill it than you spend to cast it. Yes. Just that for Yep, they just spent three. You spent four, and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> goodbye." Bye. <laughs> um, Notorious, Notorious assassin. assassin. This is close to being a rare from these times, I think. Okay. Uh, also from Mercadian Masks, two and a black tap, discard a card, destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. Oh, that's, that's very. That's actually that good. Quite good. Yeah, I like that one. Um, but it is a two-two for four. Yeah, which but we made jokes about. But that is a actually good card. worth. Yeah, I would pay a that rare for spot. sure. Yes, Mercadian I would take masks. that card these days for sure. Um, okay, let's. Let's delve. <laughs> let's delve deeper. Yes. Into these cards. Uh, okay. Let's. Well, how about this one? This is from Torment. What the heck is yeah. that a set? Apparently, um, possessed centaur. <laughs> two green green for a three three trample. Okay. A threshold possessed centaur gets plus one plus one is black and has two and a black tap destroy target green creature. Weird. Wow. So um, if you. Have seven or more cards in your graveyard. This is this is a good card. Green creature. Yeah, because it becomes black because it gets possessed. Oh, it's possessed. Now it's possessed. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So eh. so as long as you meet the qualify a qualification. That's okay. This card is a four 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 four. All right. It's not that not, way off the bat. Not bad. But not bad. It can become that way. Which is, you know, that's something. Yeah, for sure it's for sure it's something. It's for we'll sure say that. something. Okay, we're going a, like we're gonna jump forward a little bit because okay. some of these are just you know so funny because they're so old. I know. I I love them. Not only is the art super funny, but just <laughs> this is what this is what it used to be like. Yes, yeah, this this is what it once back was. when I walked to school uphill both ways in a snowstorm covered in tar. This is what we had to play with in magic. We didn't have sleeves. We played with our cards on fire. We played with our cards we on... We didn't have avocado on toast. All we had... Was, was toast. toast. <laughs> so spooky. Okay, do you know what? Here's here's one that's pretty good. Okay. Um, this is from Mirrodin. Okay. Mirrodin Besieged. Hero of Bladehold. Oh, yeah, this is a great yeah. card. Mythic. Mythic. Two white white for a three four... Battle cry. Whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Whenever a hero of Bladehold attacks, put two one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So this can get a lot of work done. Yeah. If it gets to stay on the battlefield. This is uh, great. This is much, much better than what we've seen. Yes. True. It's so that mythic, but um, we didn't always but have mythic. Quite good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's fascinating to me, though, is that like two of the two of the cards that we've talked about so far. Um, Siege Rhino and Questing Beast. Yep. As like the ones that we've kind of been calling out. Yeah. Are cards that don't give your opponent a your opponent a turn before they do something. Yeah, that's true. Siege Rhino hasn't entered the battlefield effect. Yeah. Um Questing Beast haste. has haste. Like maybe your opponent's untapped and they get to kill it right then. Yeah. But also maybe not. Like if they're tapped out or they don't have the removal spell right then, they're not going to have a turn to draw it. They That's get a great point. Beast. These other cards at least give your opponent a turn to respond to them before they do the thing that they need to do. Yeah. Interesting. So you know, just something. There's something a card that called I think about. Aladdin. Oh, where? 
right there. It's literally called Aladdin. Oh, it really is called Aladdin. How about, how would you like to pay four mana for a one one, everybody? This is from Arabian Nights. Um, <laughs> four mana for a one one. Yes. One red red tap. Gain control of target artifact for as long as you control Aladdin. Because he stole the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the lamp. Oh, that's cute. But also, cute. that's so rare. That's cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one is quite old. Also, we're searching on Scryfall, which lets you sort by uh, release date. Oh, that's awesome. Right? What is the oldest one? Um, The the oldest one that yeah. was in here was Singing Tree. Four, three and a green. Tap. Target attacking creature has power zero until end of turn. It's yeah. an 3 yeah. Hey, that's not bad. No. That's a great card. That's yeah. like a maze of ifs. Yeah, for three and a green. So I also think that I think some of the other ones have been reprinted since oh, then. Oh, sure. Which, so they're showing up later. Yeah. Because that's Arabian Nights and there were creatures before that. Yeah. Not many, <laughs> but they were there. But they existed. Yeah. Um. All right. 759 cards with CMC4. Wow, <laughs> at rare. At, at rare or mythic. Or rare. mythic. Cool. Um, all right. Fun fact, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay, so our, our last one was Hero of Bladehold, which was mythic, of course, but. Yes. Very good card. And um, here's Seat Drino again. Ugh. And we can why? obviously see that cre- power why? creep happening. Also, these other cards that were <laughs> Butcher of the Horde. Yeah, just One insane. red, white, black for a 5-4 flying. Uh, sacrifice another creature. Butcher of the Horde gains your choice of Vigilance, Lifelink, or Haste until end of turn. Yeah. Yeah, totally reasonable. Definitely very normal <laughs> and fine. So, so fine I always tried cool. to play that card in a standard deck. Yeah. It was never really that good. So, but the place that we really wanted to talk about this was Planeswalkers. Yay, Planeswalkers! Yes! Okay, so the first Planeswalkers appeared in Lorwyn. Yeah! Back in the day, the original five. Oh, yeah. Which is Johnny, Chandra, Garrick, Jace, and Liliana. Yeah. So, yeah, a Johnny Goldmane, two white, white, for a four loyalty, plus one, you gain two life. <laughs> wow. Not a great... But Not a great plus one. You know, it does something. But four mana for four loyalty. That's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chandra Nalar, three red red for six loyalty. That's all right. Okay. Um, plus one, Chandra Nalar deals one damage to target player. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Garrick Wildspeaker, two green green, three mana, plus one, untap two target lands. All right, Garrick. Yeah. Jace Bellerin, one blue blue, three mana, plus two, each player draws a card. Wow. Not even you. You don't get to. <laughs> you, you both, both get to. Wow. Um, obviously, his minus one is target player draws a card, which is where you go first. And Liliana Vess, two, uh, three black black, five loyalty, plus one target player discards a card. All of these seem remarkably fair. Yes. <laughs> Can I just yes. say that? None of these seem busted in the we least. We do have a three-mana walker. Yes, we do. With Jace. Jace. Um, notably, his plus ability benefits both players. Yep. Um, the mi- And you have to minus him, and all you do is draw a card. Yeah. Which I love drawing a card, but even I will say three loyalty, and you have to go to, mi- you have to, go to two loyalty just to draw yourself will a you card. Will you please tell me how much his uh, loyalty, his ultimate costs? Minus ten. <laughs> minus ten. 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 Target player puts the top 20 cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. And that's not even like, 
That's not even going to win no, you a no. match. <laughs> no, not yet. You probably need to do that. And you had to do that. You had to do a bunch of different a things. A lot more work than that. Minus 10. <laughs> Minus That's so funny. 10. I hadn't thought about Jace Bellerin's ultimate, yes. like, I think maybe ever. Oh, wow. Um, Chandra Nalar okay. has a minus X in the middle. Chandra Nalar deals X damage to target creature. So it's just creature? Yes, which I specifically wanted to talk about because um, I I love big Chandra right now. Chandra yeah. Awakened Inferno. But just while we're looking at like the different things that these walkers do, she has a minus three of Chandra Awakened Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. Yeah. And then she has a minus X also deal X damage to target creature or planeswalker. So it just yeah. upgrade, strict upgrade strict here. Upgrade. Um, on she those, does cost one more mana, but that's true. Um, but she also can't be countered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so very relevant. Yeah. Um, and her and plus, plus two, two is that very cool is the emblem. Yeah. Thing. Um, while we're looking at them, a Johnny, most recent, a Johnny, uh, strength, strength of, of the, the pride. pride. Two white, white, plus one. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you control, uh, plus the number of planeswalkers you control. And he has five loyalty as opposed to four coming yes. in. Yes. Um, again, not a great plus. No. But his minus two, create a two, two white cat soldier creature token named Johnny's Pride Mate. Yeah. Um, and then the zero, the exile ability. Yes. If you have 15 or more light, or 15 or more than your starting total. Yeah. Um, whereas this one has a plus, put a plus, a Johnny Goldman, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. They gain vigilance until end of turn. Well, that's actually really solid. That's a minus one. Um, but I think just looking at these... It is to me, I'm like, oh, these are solid. None of them, I feel like, are like broken. Yeah, they're like, they're not busted. But then if you're a company, do you have to say to yourself, we want people to buy these packs. We want people to try and get these planeswalkers for standard. Yeah. Do we have to push harder? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that we're everyone's like a little bit. In the space of like, what happens to get things like Oko? I definitely <laughs> saying, let's move these packs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I true. Mean, like, I mean, I do feel like there's some part of it that's like, how much can we shake up a format without making it bad? Well, for sure. Is certainly in there, yeah. which is a little bit more benevolent. You're also not wrong with the pack <laughs> But the I pack mean, situation. like, yeah, that's two ways to look at it, um, of course, but... Um, yeah. And just looking at right. So across that, those five walkers, um, we have two four mana walkers, two five mana walkers and a three mana walker. Yeah. Um, and then just looking at some of the ones that have come out recently in Throne of Eldraine. Yeah. We had two three mana walkers and a six. Yeah. And like two two threes. Yeah. Royal Scions and Oko Thief of Crowns banned. Yeah. And we uh, also recently had Red and Six come into play, which is yes. the first two, two mana, mana walker, walker, which um, really uh, was a problem. <laughs> yes. Which isn't to say that, like, for some of these three mana walkers, they're still finding that right balance, right? Like, we've had Soren Imperious Bloodlord. Great in that vampire's deck. Very good. But not just by itself a busted card. True. Um, Mu Ying Ling, Sky Dancer. Cool card. Yeah. Not, not, not broken. Nope. Um, Chandra Acolyte of Flame, three mana, not busted. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, has been in some decks, is good. Yep. But not just completely... 
People had uh, had problems with Teferi Time Raveler. Um, I, yeah. don't, I personally, like, am a person who you would think would have a major issue with that card. I don't really mind it. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. Again, it's kind of, I think it does, it leans more towards being kind of on the broken end of things for me just because of the static ability yeah of like you can't cast anything because <laughs> it's it's kind of like snaring you right yes it really rather is. rather than it's snaring the opponent rather than giving yourself resources yes Think so about if, it, that way. if it only had like the plus one even if teferi had a plus one of until your next turn you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flesh and each opponent can cast spells only anytime they could cast a sorcery so you only get that effect if you're plussing it yeah that would be a a huge difference <laughs> in the power level <laughs> of this yes, it would. And it would be night and day. Let's not forget too about Domri Anarch of Bolus, which saw yeah. play but was not that's true broken. And Vivian Champion of the Wild, same thing. Yeah, both three mana. Tybalt remained pretty bad, <laughs> but you know what? He's a sideboard card. Do you know what? In a re- in those red decks, he had his day. He had his day. He did have his day. And uh, we have to talk about Narset, of course, as well. Oh which... yes, Narset. A card, an uncommon walker. Yeah. Good enough that it got restricted in vintage. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think like too that we, we mentioned these static abilities being the real problem uh, with these cards. They're hard to remember. Yeah. And um, they really screw over the opponent in a way that might be a little too extreme. Yeah. They really get aggro on just <laughs> cracking down <laughs> on your opponent. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's an interesting way to think about it. Like, am I using this planeswalker space to stop my opponent from doing the things they want to do? Or am I using it to advance my own game plan? Yes. Which, to be fair, that is Which what is a like, control deck wants to do. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying that's why people don't like these. Yeah. Because they're messing with their ability to have fun. Not with like, hey, this is helping me win the game, I guess. Going back to Soren Imperius Bloodlord, great example of that is like, you're playing a vampire's deck. Soren helps you. Yeah. Just on your vampire's game do your vampire thing yes um but he's not being like opponent you can't do anything yeah exactly you can't cast non-vampire spells i think that's a lesson from these yeah that's a lesson i agree that's a takeaway okay which is not to say like i'm like i for one i'm happy that they're playing with this design space that they're pushing things and saying what can we do absolutely that is different um i'm all for pushing but i'm also a person who is in favor of fewer questing beasts in the world. <laughs> it has so much text on it. Why does it need that much text? It is kind of too much text. Why does it need that much? Are you losing to that card a lot? What's going on over here? I'm not even losing to that card a lot, but sometimes when it comes into play and it attacks you and it like does the chomp on your planeswalker. <laughs> you know what you know what it does the Yeah, the like, chomp. The chomp on your planeswalker. And you're like You're like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Just to hit me in the face, why don't you? Yeah. So. so what do you think? Do you think power creep is too high and they need to rein it in? What do you think for the future? I think that I like the places where they are being intentional about it and playing with some of the design stuff. Has that led, led to some busted cards like Oko? Yes. yes. Um, I think that they do need to rein it in when it comes to creatures. Like looking at things like like even Smuggler's Copter, which yeah. we talked about on the upkeep this week as making trouble in Pioneer. Yeah. Is like, what made you think that you needed a 3-3 three, three flyer on turn two? Like, what made you think that people needed that in their lives? That also needed loots? that in their lives. 
I mean, when you look at it that way, it's like I guess it's stuff like that. I'd when for a when I look at something like Smuggler's Copter, and I'm like, should it be there? Like, do you know what? In some ways, yes, I get it. Some people love playing with it. It helps some strategies, some aggro strategies sure. work. But I look at something like Smuggler's work? Copter, where they were like, oh, this is just what creatures should be able to do instead of we are pushing the envelope. I don't I don't agree with stuff that's just like creatures should be super powerful. It's like, <laughs> no, they should be. You should be intentional about when they're being very, very good and when they're being fine. spoken like a true control player. I mean, it's true. <laughs> but like if Smuggler's Copter was a two two or if the crew was two or whatever. Boom, we fixed the problem. Yeah, it's right. It's true. So like, would I still would my deck still be great without it being a three three? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would. You know, yeah. it still would. Um so yeah, that's power creep for you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, hopefully uh, I know Wizards is having meetings about the three mana walkers and like how to address this in the future and that kind of thing. So it's like it's not like they're not listening. Oh, okay, Smuggler's Copter was two mana. You said one for a second. Oh, sorry. And I was like that's no, no, not no. a thing. What, two mana? Yeah, sorry. I meant I was thinking of the one mana creature you played, which oh, yeah. was uh, Toolcraft Exemplar. Toolcraft Exemplar. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> But like we said, you only have 20 life. So yeah, there's a limit to how good these things can be, honestly. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Mythic Championship 7. That's right, it's coming up this weekend because the March of in Time is inevitable. <laughs> okay, great. We both made a time yeah. reference. Yeah, can you believe it? The last Mythic Championship maybe ever question mark next year they're mythic invitationals really yeah i forgot that they were changing <laughs> I know. the name i forgot that too until very recently and i was like oh yeah we did talk about that though when it happened oh yeah that's um, right so i guess it's technically we'll like see. the same thing but like yes. whatever <laughs> point is it's happening and it's yes. the last one of the year it's the seventh one of the year wow. which is just so many and we've had like three in a row almost back to back to back yes they've been clumped they've been very clumped and there was like waste a lot more space between the the previous few i'm having i'm having a little bit of fatigue i'll admit it i mean like it's kind of hard to they kind of are running together a little exactly. bit exactly like, who won that one and then who won that one and it's like it's so hard to differentiate <sighs> them it's like what do you, that's what they said at the last one and it's like no they they just did that interview right now and you're like whatever so I Javier won Mythic Championship 5 which was the last arena one that we had yes. then we had Mythic Championship 6 yes which was tabletop yes which Andre Strasky Andre won. Strasky won that one which feels like it was yesterday and also a thousand years ago. Yep. And now coming up, here we are yet okay. again. Let's go. All Back right. to Arena. So we are making our predictions. We're picking five players. Yes. Um, at least one of whom has to be a challenger. Correct. For who we think is going to do great at this. And if you want to play along, you certainly can. You can yes, head to thousandleagues.com. Um, we have the link in the show notes or under the video here for you to pick your five. And you can battle against Megan and I. Whoever wins with the most points is going to get a good luck high five gift package. That's right. So thank you to Thousand Leagues for helping us out with this. Um, and yeah, pick five. And so let's talk about our picks. Yes. Who's your first one? Javier Dominguez. <laughs> you won the last one. <laughs> Slam done. I mean, he's just on top of his game right now. I mean, he did seriously. very well at the tabletop. He like won the last arena one. He did yep. very well at the following tabletop one. Now, and in London, yeah, he not? had a top eight this season too. Oh boy! And he's yeah. a current reigning world champion. You know yeah. what? I don't pick Great. losers. <laughs> So, Javier, who's your first pick? My first pick is real loser, Shota Yasuoka. <laughs> Obviously joking. One of the all-time greats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he won his Throne of Eldraine split in the MPL. Yep. 
smart pick because these he's heading into day two day two yeah i just think you know he's an excellent player when he's on top of his game he's just he looks unbeatable when he is on top of his game there there are times that i've watched him play because i did some of i did some of the reporting about his win yeah and there were times i was watching him i was just like i i don't i don't know what i would have done here but right this looked this looked perfect. And he's such a fast player, too. Yes. That he's just one of those people play like him. For me, it's him and Luis Scott Vargas. Mm-hmm. When I watch them play, it's like they have all knowledge of everything in the game ever. Yes. Of all time. And it's just it's like, just like their brain just can arrive at a decision like that. Boom. Yeah. Um, because really they cool. can see it all at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My second player I picked is challenger Kenji Igashira. Yeah. Because at Mythic Championship 5, he came in ninth. Oh, so close. Heartbreaking yeah. ninth place. He's been um, practicing a lot. But he practices all the time. He's one of my favorite streamers and has been ever since he started streaming a million years ago. Um, and a good friend. So I'm going to pick Kenji. Yeah. Um, my next pick is Luis Salvato. Player you know, of the year. Player of the year. Just, I just think that, you know what? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> great, great question. Why you know not? That's, and that's my answer. I just was like, as I was looking at the potential players, I was like, do you know what? Luis Salvato. All right. Yeah, I got to give you a why not, though. He's not doing very well in the MPL this okay, year. Okay, that's fair. But that makes him motivated. He's motivated. To well at this Great event. point. Great point. Um, my next pick is another underdog, Andrea Mangucci. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> notable underdog. You know, yeah. he only has one GP top eight to his name. That is so. true. And he just got it and this past weekend it. at the Legacy GP in Bologna, which is very funny. So real underdog, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he also was in the t- he top eight in MC5, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I think so. I'm getting so confused he, now. I mean, he won the Invitational yeah, this year, so obviously. Yeah, so whatever. He's he, I think you're right. Pick. He did top eight. You know, you're correct. He did top eight Mythic Championship 5. So, yeah, Oof. no big deal. Uh, my next one is Alexander Haynes. <gasps> I love Alexander I feel Hain. like he's like just been working hard. He has. He's been working real hard. Another why not? And you know what? He had a great post earlier this year about mental health and magic. Yeah. And it was wonderful to see him be open about it and be a champion for talking about it. And he's just a really nice guy. Whenever I interview him, I'm like, oh, great. I get to talk to Alexander Hain because he's just a great guy. Yeah. So I'll pick him because he's not a but he's not a but <laughs> great point which some people are <laughs> my next pick is none other than mythic championship six champion andre strosky yeah that's a good pick all champions in my basket although it's so weird to pick someone who just won one because like what are the chances but also someone just who's been putting in that work and the thing is too he's part of the check testing house mm-hmm. so they come up with really innovative designs for decks and like various like sometimes minuscule changes but important mm-hmm. changes in decks heading into tournaments him and Stanislav Sifka yes so like I almost picked Stan Sifka maybe they'll do it again yeah um who is your next pickerino my next pick is Pyotr Gagovsky Ooh, great pick yeah um he's also heading into day two yep and I think yeah there are times that he plays the game of magic and I'm like I didn't. Un- I couldn't have made any of those choices, but you sure no, made them for sure. Popular <laughs> streamer, Camster yeah. as well, and um, known for like kind of advocating for like Golgari strategies, which might be a popular yeah. strategy, either adventure or uh, sacrifice. Yeah, um, that's coming very up true. this weekend. And uh, my final pick is William Huey Jensen, which is another auto day too. He's a split winner. And Maria, can I ask you a question? Is Andre playing in this event? Wait, what? Is Andre playing in this event? 
I don't think he is. Oh my god. I don't think he's qualified. <laughs> Holy was like, crap. As you were saying it, I was like, wait a second. No way. I He's think you're not qualified I for this. I think you're event. right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I feel like a huge idiot. But also, this is a problem. <laughs> Can I just point that out? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he, he just should won be. the last one. He should be, uh, right? Absolutely. I'm not he off my be. rocker. No, wow. you're not off your rocker. <laughs> Okay. So you're just going to have to grab back somebody else, bunny. I will. I'm, in that case, I'm going to pick Stanislav Sivka because that's the closest oh, yeah, thing that's to picking Andre Strosky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There is egg on my face right now. <laughs> and it is scrambled. I was going to say, I almost picked Stan Sivka. So I'm glad that you're picking the other Andre Strosky. I'll just cross that out and replace it with somebody actually playing in the tournament. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, anyway. Very funny. <laughs> Jensen, uh, Auto Day 2. And yeah. I interviewed him actually for a piece that we played at Mythic Championship 6, which was about world champions staying in the same house together. And he said, basically, I know that if I try, I am. I don't think anyone can beat me. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I believe you, Huey. All right. You're that good. Yeah. So maybe he'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to auto-day too, so might as well, right? Yeah, that's Make very the most true. of that champion, uh, that tr- opportunity. That's yes. the word. Um, and my final pick is Helka MTG. Great pick. Cat Light. Um, she's a, a frequent SCG competitor. Yep. She tests a lot of tabletop with a tabletop team. Yep. So I'm excited to see what she brings. Yeah, and I see her around at tournaments a lot. Yeah, a whole birding bunch. Birding the players and stuff, which is really cool. So, you know. That's my pick. That's my challenger pick. Okay, great. So play along with us. Once again, follow the link in the show notes uh, to enter in thousand leagues. It's super fun. And see if you can beat Megan or I, um, which you just might be able to. Because considering I doesn't to pick know who's playing in this tournament. <laughs> people who aren't even playing. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, Wizards, can you think about this? So if you are a champion of the previous tournament, perhaps consider. You should be playing. You should get an invite to the next one. Okay, so. Um, yeah, those are our picks and play along for your chance to win a great prize. Remember, you can't just try and submit this on like Friday because it's not going to be open anymore. Yes. So submit before entries close. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they close like Thursday night or whatever. Thousand Leagues will have, have that information, but remember to check that. Yes. <laughs> everybody ultra pro i want to talk about for this for the millionth time but i love them these alcohol flip boxes just because they're a perfect present yes they are because they're so nice you can get them by guild yep so you find out what guild your favorite magic player is like for instance Um, this one i'm giving to brian david marshall because it's simic is he simic he's simic all the way as a person though as a person uh, <gasps> he's, he's pretty racked He's pretty racked yeah. <laughs> but as a player, he loves Simic. Yes. So, like, this is very cool, like, personalized magic gift for the magic player in and your life. And if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you just got to watch Maria try to open the box. <laughs> I was trying to open it without breaking it in the box. Open the package for 13... 30- <laughs> For 15 seconds. There we go. There we go. She did it. <laughs> they're, they're super great. They are they're magnetized, so, nice. yeah. so nothing will ever fall out. And they unfold like this so you can grab your cards from both sides, Ugh, uh, which a lot of boxes great. don't allow you to do. And they've got a cool, like, interior em- embossed pattern. Yeah. simic pattern on the inside. So like, they're just, they're like, 
It's perfect present. I can't think of nicer deck boxes that I've seen that aren't like the custom made. That yeah. Are custom made. I, I love this. So, yeah. yeah. If you uh, know your friend's favorite guild affiliation, great present for the holiday season. Think about it. And it's all coming to you from Ultra Pro. Hey, guess what? That's our episode this week, Time Travelers. That's right, everybody. You have now... You know, traveled forward through time. You have, with by us. By almost an hour. We were your traveling companions. Yeah. Wasn't this a nice spaceship? It really was a great spaceship, honestly. Now we'll see you out with some spaceship noises. Hey, support the show on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Head to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Or buy some Ultra Pro products to help Boop. support the show while supporting yourself Boop. and your magic love. Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs>